welcome back. Episode 105 of the Ranting Rangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rank. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Brett. And Alexa Lafreniere is on fire. Two goals and a gorgeous shootout winner. The game before, three points. I mean, this this team is different as a whole. It is just completely different, and it's incredible to see. We have on guest Will Wright from Blue Seats Blog. We're going to be breaking down the top line, Capococco, Lafreniere, prospects, and more. But first, just want to let you all know to go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. And we're back with Will Wright from Blue Seats Blocked. Sure. Will, how's it going? <laughs> good, good. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> oh, there's way too many blue shirts, blue seats names. Anyway, um, so hell of a game from Alexa Lafreniere and the Rangers. Uh, quick question off the bat here. Do you believe Kreider and Zibanejad should be split or not? Uh, I don't at least not for a little bit longer, just because they have the track record together. And, um, you know, if you split them up, like what other, like, how are you working that? What other, you know, what are the line combinations going to be? I don't think you can split up uh, Panarin and and Lafreniere. So I don't know where you're putting them. You know, I I think you got to keep them together for a little bit longer. Um, But I, I think Mika's play has been a little concerning so far this season. Right. I mean, I mean, usually it's, I mean, for me, I wasn't really concerned with him because then in the last 42 games, he just scores like 70 points in 42 games, which is yeah. basically what he does. He's like the one person, if he's like cold to start the season, I'm never concerned about. Yep. Uh, because yeah, he'll, he'll score like 70 points in 42 games. What do you think of Alexei Lafreniere? What do you see him doing differently this year? Like, obviously he's producing more, he's more confident, but is there anything in particular you're seeing that is just, key to his development yeah yeah um we were saying i and i think i I tweeted at the end of the game um but we were saying in the the blue blue seats blogs chat um it kind of just like it just looks like how he was in his draft year i feel like the past like three years with him like the skill level hasn't popped at all like it looks like he can't even stick handle um i think like a lot of what made him such like a great prospect aside from just like his um you know just hockey iq like just knowing how to be in the right place which i think he's done at the nhl level like i think a lot of his goals you know they come from the the dirty areas they're just being in the right place at the right time but i think this year you're seeing like his skill levels popping a lot more like he's executing really difficult passes pretty regularly like cross-size passes that panarin pulls off he was doing like put together a couple of those today um so i think the skill levels coming together i think he's playing hard which um that was what he was known for as a prospect like he was kind of a prick as a player in the QMJHL and he's doing that now um which is just such a departure from preseason where I know you like you shouldn't make much of preseason I, I think like the takes were a little overboard but um but it, it's just so different from how he's playing in preseason like he just really is on it at all times so um, I think he's really putting it together. I want to see what he looks like, you know, at the 30 game mark. I think that's the, where you're starting to get a really reliable sample size. Um, but what he's been doing so far, the past like 10 games, it's been so promising. Uh, <clears throat> going back to Mika and Kreider, uh, not wanting to split them up. Uh, obviously right now I start off the season playing with Kako. Uh, and now for the last few games, we've had Wheeler. Uh, one, what do you think about, Wheeler in that role, and then two, who would you like to see playing with Mika and Kreider right now? Um, I think 
right now I I do want to see Kako back up there. I don't think Kako's been like great. I thought it again, I thought he was great in preseason. Um, I think he's just been okay so far this season. Um, but I'd I'd like to see him get a chance back up there. I think Wheeler they need like a play driver and Wheeler is just not a play driver at all. Um, that's what made them work with, with, uh, Booch. Like he, he was an excellent play driver. He's been that his right. entire career in the NHL. Um, that's not what Wheeler is anymore. He's, you know, a good playmaker, but he's not going to drive the play for them. And, and they're two finishing talents. So, um, I think when, uh, when Phil comes back in, when Hedo comes back, I'd like to see Kako get bumped back up and I'd like to see, I think at least for a couple of games while he gets kind of back into things, I'd like to see Cooley, Heedle and, and Wheeler just for a few games. I keep Trocheck and, and that line going. Cause I, I think they've, they've improved a lot over the past few games, but um, I, I think right now I'd, I'd like to see Kako get, get another shot on that line, just kind of ride it out a little bit. So the the heat all for 2C movement is going to have to be on uh pause for a little bit here. Yeah, I I thought he was great to start the season, but I just think this this line is clicking with Trocheck right now. Um I don't think it has to be like a season long thing, but at least like while it's working, I think you got to you got to stick with it and then um I think it, I'd like to see Pedro just kind of get eased back into things coming off what I assume is a concussion. You know, something that I I kind of think because, you know, like you said, we're now reluctant to move Trocheck off that second line because it's working. But we were also yep. uh, reluctant to make any moves on that second line when Hedl was there because it was working really well, too. Uh, and not that both haven't played well with Panarin and Lafreniere, but I'm kind of of the mind that those are the two that are really working well. Um, and so if you would split up Kreider, you could have the Panarin uh, Mika and then Lafreniere on that first line, um, which is something I personally think would work really well, just based off of wild speculation. Um, and then it gives the second line a lot a little harder nose with like a with a Trocheck and a Kreider, um, you know, paired together. So I think those two actually have complementary sort of skills. Um, what would you think about trying something like that? What does that look like to you? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that sounds interesting. I don't know, you know maybe it's just like it only gets thrown together for the last like five minutes of a game. And based on that, like for the past few seasons, I, I've thought it hasn't worked, but I don't know how well um, Mika and, and Panarin work together, but seeing them with, with laugh, I think that that could work. Um, so I'd be interested in, in seeing that for sure. What do you think of possibly trying uh, Cooley on the, on the first line there? uh I, he right plays side. on the right wing he plays on the right wing too correct yeah he I, he can play on the right wing yeah i mean uh, a lot of people are also surprised about how he's playing here i mean you, obviously i know you you look at prospects is this surprising to you has he not shown this in the minors or in other leagues i think uh i probably so I, over the summer i did a prospect ranking and uh, i think he came in at he came in at four or five for me, but in the same tiers as a few other players that were ranked just ahead of him. So it was kind of, it didn't matter too much, but I, I think I definitely undervalued the second half of the season that he had in Hartford. Like he was really, really good. Like he was their best forward aside from Brodzinski. 
in in Hartford and they were going on a run, you know, to make the playoffs because the first half of the season, they they didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs. So um, I think it's been pretty surprising. I thought he would play. I thought he'd be like a like a good bottom sixer, like probably start out in the fourth line role and maybe work his way up a little bit. Um, but like he's been probably, you know, the best player on that third line throughout the the year so far. I, I think he's been awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've been surprised by how ready he was. I thought he'd play this year. I thought he'd get like 20, 30 games. Like if there was an injury, he'd be the first call up. Um, but I didn't think he'd just step in and, and play as well as he has. I mean, he's had three goals taken back from him or three points, two goals and both and his Columbus. Back. Yeah, yeah. Taken back from him this season. So the production wise, like he should have more points because two of them were complete bullshit. So if I intend to buy a Rangers ticket, does that mean I can get the Rangers <laughs> ticket without actually paying? Because according to the NHL, that's the logic. Yeah, that that was just insane. I I don't understand like at all. Like the whistle blew like three seconds. It wasn't after. even close. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Like he was standing behind the pucks in the net, and he's still deciding whether or not it's in for like a good couple seconds there's literally a videotape showing the puck across the line i i don't before Kaku even got there too it wasn't yeah, like it, 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 no it was it was there. just in yeah and the one before that where cooley kicked it honestly if cooley meant to kick that behind the back give him the goal because yeah. at that point that's it's not just a that, kick no one's that ever cool. kicked exactly, that way in exactly. their life yeah exactly but the was it to foley who scored that in calgary versus the rangers last year it was to Foley. That yeah. was that, that, but that that's not a kick. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. It, yeah, it, it was ridiculous. I, I, I just can't get over. It. I think today's game. It's obviously recency bias, but that that was one of the worst games, worst called games I've ever We've seen. We've had a lot of screw the Rangers moments, but that, yeah, that was that was brutal. Yeah, that was, I mean, hopefully Lindgren's not. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know how he doesn't have a concussion. Yeah, we don't like speculating injuries, but I mean, I I don't know how he doesn't. Uh, I guess I don't know what they're going to do if he's out for more than a week. I mean, it could be they just replace the head like cybernetics and all that. But that was actually my next question. Who is next up? Because obviously Zach Jones is already up. Who's next up, and what is that? And what does he actually look like? Um. They're actually going to re-sign Libor Hayek. Oh, <laughs> he has He's a contract somewhere, doesn't he? I thought he just did a professional trial with Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's right. Yeah. Libor Hayek and Eric Carlson deep defensive pair is not a defensive pair. No, that's not at all. No, but I, I, I actually don't know. Usually I do have a good sense of it, but I don't right now. Like who in Hartford is really the next one to come up and what are they like? Because it looks like probably link well i mean like what's his name have... it starts with a w hollowell or no uh um... oh well hollowell that's what i meant he yeah. looked he looked okay in the preseason he was pretty fast but... that's who i that's who i would guess would be mac hollowell because he'd be a right shot defenseman and um you know he, he's a good skater he can move the puck and um he's producing down in hartford but um that would be my best guess if, if for next person up but honestly i i don't know because he'd be playing in a third pairing role and obviously that's that's not what he does in hartford but i think he played in that role for toronto last year or two years ago and he, he did pretty well 
is there a because I don't really I don't follow Hartford watch our games or anything. Uh, is there a really big lumbering defenseman who has no skill with the puck and limited defensive IQ that's playing down there? Because that <laughs> seems like who the Rangers would call up for this, right? Well, they'd yeah. actually probably Mackie. Is that Robert? Is that yeah, Robert? Really? Oh yeah, Mackie. I can't believe I forgot Robert Mackie Robert, and Harper right? still are Rangers. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's your answer. Oh shit. <laughs> I forgot. Honestly, I had someone tell me that was, uh, I believe, a St. Louis Bulls fan that he's like, if you give Mackie a chance, don't underestimate him. He has something there. I don't know if yeah. they're just saying that or they actually have, you know, something there, but that that's just what I heard from them. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of Connor Mackie, but I he got recalled like the other day, right? Didn't he? Yeah. Just yeah. A- yeah. So I, I guess he either him or or Harper. I didn't know Harper was still in Hartford, honestly. Wait, he is? Is he? Yeah. But you think someone's gonna pick him up? Actually, no, I take that back. GMs, are you kidding me? That's that's the gold for GMs. A big <laughs> body defenseman. I take that back. They'll take that any day of the week. Honestly, Harper had some terrible bad moments, but he, he did have some solid. I remember what was it, the fourth defenseman game versus LA? That was like that was like the one game he actually played really well. And it was just, if was that the game? Then there was one game he played just like really, really well, and everyone was just like, "What?" That makes <laughs> no sense. But anyway, speaking of call-ups, uh, a bit of a bomb of a question here. Offman, would you call him up now in a few months from now, or maybe not at all this year? What's your uh, What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't call him up now. Um, I think he, he needs to play in the AHL. Um, I, I think most of his season should be spent in the AHL, but I think when you get towards the trade deadline, I think that's when it starts to get interesting with him. Um, I'm not like, I for example, I don't want us to sign Patrick Kane. It looks like there's some rumor out there that that he's signing with Buffalo. I think that's great news for us. I, I don't think he's a he's a fit here. Um, and he was my favorite player growing up. So, you know, growing up, Patrick Kane would have been the the dream, but not anymore. Um, I think with Othman, um, I'd like to see him get most of the year in the AHL. And if by the deadline, it still looks like we need a goal scoring right wing. I think he looked good both last preseason and this preseason. Like I, if he'd made the team, I, I don't think that would have been a, a big surprise um, either year. So I would be really interested in seeing him getting some games around deadline time to see if if he's a fit um, in the top nine, which I think he he could be. I think he might be a fit on that right wing with with Mika and uh, and Kreider. Um, I think he he plays the the style of game that that kind of meshes with theirs. He'll he'll go and like do all the dirty work and um, and he can score. So I, I I think that's when I'd like to see him get a shot in the Rangers lineup. I don't know though. What do you guys think? I mean, my personal dream right now is that Blake Wheeler is no longer playing in our lineup at all. Um, <laughs> I, I really like the, I like the Jets. Um, they're, like, they're like one of the teams that are kind of tertiary uh, follow. And so, you know, I, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. And when they first signed him, I was like, well, he's old, but you know, he still put up points last year. He'd still be a good playmaker, you know, maybe he can fill in for a year and be all right. Um, but to me, he's clearly hit that age where it's just, you can't keep up anymore. You've just lost that step and you're lost out there. And to me, 
it's so hard for him to actually be involved in the play because he just can't be there anymore. It's, it, yeah. it's he's like the skill version of Ryan Reeves to me, where it's like it looks really alluring, like, ooh, this could work because this guy did stuff in the past, you know, and did very different roles, but they're just cooked. They can't actually keep up with the game anymore, so they're pretty worthless. So yeah. I would like to see Wheeler gone. And then my personal dream right now uh, is to have a third line. I, I, I want to call it Kid Line 2.0 of Cooley, Heedle, and Othman. Yeah, I like that. That'd be some offensive firepower, but plus you have guys on the wings that are both happy to hit and get physical too. And you have Heedle, who's good at uh, you know entering the puck with entering the zone with uh, possession. Um, it just in my mind, it's electric, and it's a, a third line that would be scary. So I, I personally, I, I fully get the the wisdom of saying keep him in the AHL, let him cook there. That's totally fine. I get that. Uh, but the to me, one of the weak is... spots on this team is is on the right wing side, and I'm like, there's a guy that, that it's not just like he's a a small wiry goal scoring right. guy that you're worried about like no like he, he he plays with an edge it seems like if someone will hit the nhl running i feel like yeah. he might be a guy to do that yeah yeah i'd agree with that i i think when, whenever he gets called up i think he's gonna slot in pretty easily i i, I think he's gonna work um i agree about wheeler and i feel like um like Kreider and mika they're among our forwards, they're probably our, our two fastest skaters. And that I feel like exacerbates it a little bit more yeah. with him not being able to keep up. It's like the two of them are like <laughs> about to enter the zone and Wheeler's like 15 feet behind, like barely, <laughs> like barely. Hey guys, even. wait up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a bummer to to kind of see that, but I, I, I agree. I see the same thing. It, it, he can't keep up with the play anymore especially just on the first line it's that's why at the very least if we're not calling up somebody or i mean we don't have the room to make a move but if we were to make a move you know I, i'd rather just see kako and him switch because at yeah. least kako can keep up even if he's not producing yeah agreed. you think Othman could be their quote-unquote trade deadline acquisition or do you think chris jury i mean chris jury has shown he trusts rookies more than every other regime before combined but do you think he'd be willing to let Offman be that, you know, acquisition heading into the playoffs or they're going to go to with a veteran, you think? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, it's more tricky with Drury. Yeah, it, it's hard. I feel like it's. I I do think that he's pretty high on Offman. Um, so I I could see see him being the the, the deadline acquisition. Yeah. Um, I'd personally, you know, in my ideal world, like I said, I, I that's how I would like it to be. I think he'll he'll be ready to to slot in by then, and I, I think it'd be a pretty seamless transition for him. But, um, I don't know. It's I I feel like the only other player I really think of for the deadline is is Duclair as a possible fit, um, just because he'd be so cheap and you know he scores goals. He's a great skater. Um, I think he could be a fit in the lineup, but um. I do think with between Othman and and Brett Berard, who is producing down in uh, in Hartford, and I think also, I mean, he's not a big guy. He's, you know, more the the wiry person that you might be a little bit more worried about, kind of slotting into the NHL. But um, he's also like a ridiculously good skater. Is really good in transition. A great four checker. Like he's not a perimeter player, 
Um, so I think between those two players, Drury does have, you know, deadline addition options. So I could see it. I, I could see him at least trying that first instead of parting with like a third round pick or a second round pick. Something I wondered about, and I actually didn't look it up to see what his contract looks like, but um, I saw an interview with our old friend, Frank Vetrano, and uh, they asked what was his uh, favorite jersey to play in. And he was like, oh, the Rangers, easily. It's like putting that one on was just the best. He's like, playing in MSG, there's nothing like it. Nothing what is like it, 3.5 million? Huh? 3.5 million? Yeah, I'm not sure. That's like, I don't know what his contract is or what it looks like or anything else like that. So this could be completely out of pocket. Um, I, know, I know he's been a journeyman and he's not like somebody you necessarily like when we didn't like resign him, I wasn't upset because it was like, yeah, it seems like it's probably going to be too much and where are we going to put him sort of thing. But well, he already uh, gave up a Chinevich, so why not we give up another one? You he's know? Like, <laughs> but, you know, and, 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 you know, he started off the season well, and obviously he's a guy that can score goals and can provide some of that depth scoring. And like, um, so I wondered about him, like, well, he said, he just said how much he loved playing here. I was like, Another deadline, Frank Retrano enters the scene. Like that would be that'd be cool with me. I think you know if we if we were looking for an outside hire, you know. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. right now at his contract. Uh, he has two more years at three point six five. Okay. I don't think that's. Uh... So we just have to shoot Mark Barkley Goodrow, and then we got. <laughs> it. Which, by the way, that seems to be what Laviolette wants to do too. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look like Lobby is very high on him. I, I can like, see this is 3.6 million dollar player. This is this is who he is. 3.6. That's that's 3.6. That's that, that's the AAV right now. He's making what I think 5.1 or something like that this yeah, year. Yeah, this is one of the years where it's uh, inflated, and then one year it's like two million, right? Well, it's like this year and next year it's like five plus million, and then yeah, good it's for like, him to gain the back. And then it's, it's like 2.5, and then the last year it's like 900 grand or something. He's been terrible. Oh year. my god. It's been brutal. I, I saw uh, one of the cards from I forget it wasn't evolving hockey. It was uh, I forget who it was. But I'm like, is that real? Like I knew he was bad, but is that is that even physically possible to reach those numbers? Yeah. I, it's been yeah, it's 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 been pretty, pretty bad. So with Condre Miller, I, I mean for me, he's seemed to play a little differently this year. I don't know if it's just me, but what do you see him becoming, or is this it or I mean, he's seemed to have been more aggressive the past few games. Uh, what is your take on him? Yeah, I thought he, so 2021, 2022, the last like 30 games, 35, maybe for pushing 40 games, like he was playing defensively at like border, like a, elite level defensive play. I, I mean, he was like incredible. I thought last year was a, pretty big step back for him. I thought his decision-making was not great. I do think he was weighed down by playing with Truba at probably his worst in a Rangers uniform. Uh, I, I thought Truba was, I mean, I think most people think Truba was, was pretty bad last year. Yeah. Um, and I think that helped Keandre back a little bit, but I thought on his own, his decision-making was, was not good. This year, I think he's really stepped up um, I think he's kind of taken the step that people thought he was going to take last year um, when I think people were thinking, all right, like, let's get a long term extension in before the season um, so we don't have to pay a premium for him. 
I, I think he's been really good. I thought today, like the first few shifts, he had like three or four shots in the first few shifts. I mean, he jumps into the play. He had a, a few great defensive plays on line A. Brett, I think there were a few times that line A had the puck towards the game in an overtime. And I was like, holy shit, no. And yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and your your nose work, mine don't, but <laughs> clearly that's what happened. I was yeah. Well, that's what happens when you jinx injuries for like two months in a row, Brett. You used it all up. <laughs> like, all I said, to be perfectly clear. You've been jinxing in every single podcast. All for the past I'm, like all, two months, and Anna Fox, this is the first time Anna Fox has gotten injured, and and everyone is shocked. <laughs> all I all I started off to say initially was just that the Rangers the last few years have been tremendously blessed by not getting. So you, you're asking you for guys, it. <laughs> you, you, well, here's the thing. Okay, so and I you say you that, didn't just say it once. You didn't just say it once. No, no, no. You didn't just say it once. I did. Like, no, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, No, 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 no. Okay, so that's what I originally started out saying. Which is a very reasonable point that it is it, it is more likely than not that we're going to regress to the mean of injuries in hockey, that we're going to sustain some, and we should be ready and prepared for that. Now, the superstitious, hyperstitious, jinxy... Was I wrong? Here, was who, I wrong? Who, 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 who was I wrong? That, who thinks that what he tweets somehow... Was I wrong? Hockey, was hockey. I wrong? No, no, you are wrong. No, I wasn't wrong. I was right. I'm right. What are you talking and about? I don't know Fox said, is... What I said was true. What I said was Lindgren true. nearly just died tonight. Adam Fox is I don't know where, and... And Jonathan Quick, how about that? Jonathan Quick also got injured. We had to deal with Spicy Pork, who actually played well. But all of this after two years. I hate the Spicy Pork thing so much. I'm, I'm going to come back to the injury thing. We got us. The Spicy Pork, why? Come on. There's a better. Come up with another one. Anything. Just no, no, no. So just come up with another one then. Home low. It's fine. Or, or Dom or the Dommer or whatever. I don't <laughs> care. Lula. <laughs> It's fine. Anything would be better. By the way, you know who's tied with Jacob Truba in even strength points? Matthew Barzell. <laughs> I was looking it up. I'm like, is this accurate? Like, it says it. They're both. They both have five even strength points. Did you see the Sizikis um, thing post game? I I think it was yesterday. He like, I guess the fans were like fire late Lambert. They were they were chanting it, and he was like, oh, they can go home. I actually had I, I had a friend go to that game. He said he thought it was greatly exaggerated. Like there were boos, but they were greatly yeah. exaggerated on I didn't how much they like were or anything. Yeah, so. that's what I that's what he uh, I saw him uh, post. I believe um, I forgot to ask him, but yeah, I thought uh, yeah, he he sounded like he said it was greatly exaggerated. I do, yeah. I do have a, uh, uh, another question for you here, Will. It's not exactly Rangers, but it is important, and I do need an actual answer here. Okay. So let's just say your your fantasy team dies and you have to take over either my team or Berkey's team. The retirement home squad. Whose right? team would you rather have? Clearly mine. Mine got unlucky this week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I came back from 100 points this week, okay? Because my two goalies decided to be negative 10s. Okay, that, that's, that's fine. Let him answer the question. Uh, from what I remember, I, I think it would be Brett's team. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Brett, it, well, I mean, he is the commissioner. Of course, he's going to get the best team, right? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, when he's the commissioner and we've been 
bantering back and forth about who's going to have the best fantasy team. He pins me against the top two teams. And then next week, I was number one in points for and 0 and 2. How is that physically possible? It happens. Sometimes you run to the bus. Uh, you're not. Well, sometimes you're- we have a commissioner who schedules it where, you know, I'm going to be uh, 0 and 2, you know? <laughs> Now you're going to be what one and one and one and three, two and three, two and two and three. three. I would came back from a hundred points. I don't know what I had nine points by Tuesday. It's because of the scheduling. Speaking of scheduling, this isn't even a bye week. This was a mistake by the NHL and the Rangers. The longest Rangers homestand is three games. Yeah, oh. it, it is actually kind wonderful. of wonderful. Wonderful NHL. I you know in our league, I, I I've always said that. Um, Whatever you want to grow the game, you know, sides for stuff should be how it goes. That way, there's not any like undue influence or anything. But with how few games there are this week, this next week is like a joke. It's like it should be, it should last two weeks long because there's not enough games, I think, to have a fair competition to get a win or a loss. Speaking of televising, you have one of the biggest markets, have one of the greatest goalies of all time, play one last game. And you want right? You want to you want to have great marketing, right? Okay, so televised game, start you know promoting it. Nah, we're not we're not we're not going to do that. That would be smart. It is just I I don't know how you don't capitalize on that. It was just a silver platter for you, and you just whacked it away. Um. Anyway, I think uh, we did a little too much ranting on the NHL, even though they kind of deserve it. But anyway, how big of a hit is Chris Knobloch leaving the team uh, in Hartford? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it it was going to happen within the next year or two, um, but I, I think it is a, a pretty big hit. I know, like, I saw some Oilers uh, beat writer tweeted, like, his AHL record as, like, kind of like a mark against him, but, like, reality is, like, the AHL team, a lot of, like, the record, it's reflective of, like, drafting, um, you know, how invested is, like, the actual GM in building an AHL team. And Drury last year, um, summer 2022, like he did put a lot of resources into getting like kind of career NHLers and uh, or AHLers, sorry, and, uh, you know, getting kind of top AHL players to to come to Hartford. So once Nabok had those resources, he built a really good team. Um, so I, I think it is a pretty big loss. I think that it might hurt players like Othman, uh, Berard, Sikora. Um, because he's a good coach. I mean, he's kind of gone like the the traditional path. Um, you know, he's worked his way up. But um, I do trust. I I mostly trust Jury to make a a hire that will be kind of similar. I guess someone who's like an up and coming coach that's gone through juniors or you know has coached at the college level and wants to take the the next step up. But I, I think it is a loss. You know, I just had an idea. Maybe, and I don't know if he still has his job yet or not, but like, I know he's had a rough go of it. Maybe David Quinn would be a good AHL coach. Hey, he might be. <laughs> he did really well with developing the kids, you know, like they just took off under his tutelage. So it makes sense for him to be, you know, in our pipeline again like that. Yeah. I don't know if we can get Jack Eichel to come and uh, carry him to victory down in Hartford, but, um, but yeah, he might be a good hire. <laughs> Um, so I, I did have a question, uh, that's kind of a sad thing. Actually, it was Bob Kawa that, that pointed it out to me, uh, well, not personally to me, but I saw it on Twitter, uh, when he said, I'm really going to miss Gustafson next year. And I was like, oh, God damn, that's right. It's only a one-year contract. Uh, 
like that sucks like uh do you think there's a way in which we keep him can keep him should keep him um anything to that effect or do you think he's a he's going to be a one and done he's going to move on to, to greener pastures i think yeah i i think it's going to be a one and done especially now that he's gotten to kind of step into to fox's role for a little bit i feel like he's in such a big market i know he did that last year in washington but uh, doing that in new york is um i feel like a, a little bit different so unfortunately i, I do think that it, it's going to be a one and done thing but i don't know i guess to that point yeah he carlson got injured he stepped in that role put up like 60 points last year or something like that um was worth a, a first round pick in rasmus sandine in a trade yeah and, uh and he still didn't get much in in free agency i don't know if he like took a discount where they have klingberg now yeah 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 klingberg sucks <laughs> it was yeah. 4.1 billion dollars instead of 850k <laughs> That's what he got. He got that much. I think he got like four. <laughs> I really wonder. Like, this is something that my brothers and I talk about a lot. It's like I, I can't claim to be like a, an expert talent evaluator or anything like that. But it seems like nearly every single team could benefit from just having like one level-headed fan to be like, "Wait, you're gonna pay him how much for how long? Are you fuck like?" I, I always want to say I'll like volunteer. somebody before they're like, hey, I'm thinking about maybe getting Klingberg and then and then Reeves. No, no, no. I, shut I, it down. Shut it down. I, don't even think about it. I talked about it, this. Like it'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna put together a reel of of some of their play this past year, and then you tell me if you still want them. You know, like because it, it's just like, what were you thinking? That that you know, sometimes players bust out. Sometimes players, you know, they don't play the way you expect them to or the way they did the year before. That happens. No one's perfect, but there's like so many unforced errors by GMs in this game. Like I literally, I think there's about four or five GMs that I actually respect. And the rest of them, I'm like, are you just Out of all curiosity? Who are the five that, that it just nothing matters? Out of curiosity, who are the five? Uh, let's see. So I actually do like what Drury's doing. Um, I'd say I like what Colorado has done. I like, um, God, the list gets short. Tampa Bay has done well overall, too. I like the moves that they make. Um, you know, the Canes and Silver, they started signing people like Tony D'Angelo like multiple times. I would have <laughs> had them in the mix. <laughs> Fitzgerald's a pretty good GM. Yeah. Jersey, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, you have to give them credit, too. Although, it's also like when you have like how bad is Simo Nemec? Like how, how bad is it for us? Like you, obviously you're an analytics, um, a prospect expert. How, how bad is it for us? How screwed are we in the next couple of years? I don't think he's like like I don't think he's a typical number two overall pick. Like I I think that draft was still kind of uh, I guess still a COVID draft a little bit. Um, like I don't think he's going to be a, a star, but he he's very good. He's he's going to be a very very good player probably not like a, an elite top line defenseman top pairing defenseman but he's going to be a top pairing defenseman who are we talking about Simon uh, Nemec. what nemec okay 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 no literally it, it keeps Hughes coming and out Dougie hamilton are gonna screw us over yeah i don't know about that i mean well if they don't have another goalie i mean that can't stop pucks and swiss cheese it won't really matter 
I, I can't believe they didn't even attempt to go after Hellbuck. There were no rumors whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That is crazy. I thought they would. I thought that was like a borderline lock, like them going from Ireland. Yeah. I feel like everybody the, the only thing I'd imagine is because we saw it with Bobrovsky is that sometimes goaltenders on different teams don't do well because they thrive within the current system. But it's just like, who, who else are you going to go with? Everyone else sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you had a viable option. Yeah. I wonder what Nashville's going to do because um, Soros has two years left on his contract. Oh, if the Devils get Soros, we're screwed. It's over. Yeah, that would be bad. No, that would be really bad. Um, so diving into prospects here, how's Gabe Perot doing in college? Yeah, yeah, he's he's been awesome. Uh so like over the summer, uh I put together like around like 20 minutes of footage of him from last year from like eight or nine games and uh wrote up like a, a big scouting report. And um he's been doing like all of the things that uh that I saw him do last year there's been no issue at all with his transition to college um i think like some people were concerned about his skating yeah and i don't think he's a bad like he's not like a bad skater like bobby brink for example on philly yeah. he was a bad skater like he was like knock kneed like he was not fast he didn't have that aspect to his game at all um isn't a bad skater is just not like a burner like he frequently last night he had a breakaway like he he gets breakaways like every single game because he's so smart and he can create separation with the skating um so he's looked great he's leading those three players the ntdp line in points right now um and he should have a few more goals um than he, than he has so far so he's been he's been awesome um i'm like a big world juniors fan i i just like best on best hockey and i like it i'm at that age level and over the summer uh there's like the world junior summer so showcase and he was pretty good at it uh but this u.s team is is the deepest it's been maybe ever at forward it, it's probably the deepest group at least since 2020 and uh a lot of rosters i saw didn't have pro on it they'd split up that ntdp line he's a he's a lock based on how he's playing right now I mean, he he's, looks amazing. Where would you, on like the World Juniors, like, and I agree, I, I love World Juniors. And um, it was always something that, uh, you know, because I'm a fan of Blue Shirts Breakaway. And it was a thing I'd always like yell in my car. I was listening to Greg talk about how much he doesn't give a shit about juniors and it doesn't matter. I was like, shut the fuck up. This is great hockey. This is like the best crop of NHLers <laughs> playing against each other for their country. How is this not inherently interesting? Um, and I know he never listened. He'd never listened to our podcast. Uh, he's come out before, but he never listened to it. But 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 fuck you, Greg, for that whole take. I don't get it. I, that was <laughs> the worst take in the entire history of Blue Shirts Breakaway, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of the tournament as well. Um, and, and juniors, right now, where do you think Pro would slot in on the USA team? I think they would just keep that those three players together. I think probably first line would be. Uh, I'm assuming they're not gonna that the Coyotes aren't gonna release Logan Cooley. Um, so, oh, yeah. So unfortunately, it, so doesn't Will Cooley have more goals than Logan Cooley right now? He does. Yeah. I think he does. And so, he'd have even more. If think of that what you will. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think Cutter Gautier uh, will be 
the the number one center with probably McGrory and uh, Gavin Brindley. And then I think they keep the BC line together. Um, and then I think James Haggins from uh, the NTDP, I think he centers the third line. And he'll probably be the number one pick next year in 2025. So that, that top line where he's on, how much of it is it him playing with those two players and those two players playing with him? Is there a concern that his numbers are inflated because of those two players? Yeah, that that was what I when I watched him in more detail, that was kind of what I wanted to figure out. Um, I don't think his numbers are inflated by playing with them at all. They're they're just all such different players. Um, and I think the best way I was able to like sum it up is like Will Smith is like very high volume puck carrier. He has the puck on a stick all the time. He's always looking to make plays, um, but he makes a ton of mistakes with the puck and he, he a lot of giveaways. And that's just kind of the nature of being that that you know puck carrying center. Um, so that's kind of his role on it. Ryan Leonard is just like a bulldog. He's very skilled. Um, also a more high volume player with his puck touches. Gabe Perot, like you may not notice him for a shift or two with those three. Although when you're not noticing them, they or when you're not noticing Perot, that line isn't scoring. Um, so you may not notice him touch the puck for a couple of shifts. And then the next time he touches it, it's to set up one of the two of them for like a wide open net or something like that. Like he's way more efficient with his puck touches than either of them. From what I've seen so far at BC, I haven't been able to watch every game because a lot of my beer league games are on Fridays and Saturdays. I sometimes I'm doing other things, but thankfully I think ESPN, they uh, keep the, you know, the replay for like a day. So I've been able to catch a few of them both live. And, and after the fact, I think he's been more involved than he was last year. Um, just kind of shift to shift. But I, I think like he creates, I guess, like efficiency wise, way more like the most on that line. He creates the most on that line out of those three players. I think Smith is the best prospect. Um, but Perot's the one who creates the most offense. Got it. How are his smarts compared to Adam Fox? Do they rival him or is it Fox Jr. type? Yeah, I, I, he kind of reminds me of Panarin a little bit um, because I, I, I think like Fox and Panarin are, you know, hockey IQ wise, the two smartest players on the Rangers. So I, I could kind of see the Fox as a, as a winger comparison. Um, I think Fox is like otherworldly, you know, levels of, of smart with the puck on his stick. But Perot is like that. It's the same asset that, that is like, what makes him stand out it's that and pro skill level is just so high um so I, I i could see that yeah like fox as a winger that would be a that's a kind of cool and fox will be like uh playing chess while everyone's playing uh i'm sorry the other the other the other way uh yeah around, checkers. the other way around <laughs> that's gonna be nasty uh last question here and we'll wrap it up uh thank you it's already uh 11 o'clock at night um oh, yeah. what is your take on i, I know we talked about it before your take on capo caco it just seems he's just passive and preseason like i know it's preseason and not everyone's trying but it really did feel like he had that extra step he was really energized and just has just not seen that way the entire regular like regular season is well like 13 games but i don't yeah. know what's your take on that i thought yeah I, I thought he looked okay to start the year um i thought he maybe deserved a like a couple more points and then 
I, I yeah, I think he's been a little bit. I know he had that that nice play the other day. I think he I think Benino missed like a wide open net in our last game after Kako like held the puck for like 10 seconds, 10 or 15 seconds below the goal line. But other than that, I think he's just been yeah, he's been okay on the third line. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. He's I thought he'd impose himself a little bit more. I thought he he had a big chance with with Kreider and and Mika, and I don't think either of them have been, you know, anything special so far. Um, so maybe it's just a product of of that a little bit. But um, I, I expected more from him so far this season. I still think he's a good player, but I don't know if he's gonna take that that real jump forward. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, if you told me at the beginning of this season that Lafreniere would be the one that's popping off and not Kako, I'd been like, "No, you, you're crazy," right? Because Kako, for as underwhelming as his point production has been, there's you can see his skill and you can see what it would look like if he did start dominating. Whereas Lafreniere just looked like a you know a checking line ghost, you know. Yep. Um, and now we see his high end IQ and his vision and his passing. Um, and he's always been good at burying the puck too. I've always said about Laffy is that he may not score the prettiest goals always, but he also doesn't miss the net when he has a wide open net. And a lot of people don't value that as a skill because they're like, well, how hard is it? I'm like, look at a lot of NHL players. They can't do it consistently. They get and and yeah, like you said, you play beer like it's sometimes it's the hardest shot to make when it's right there. Yeah. You're, just, you're just like Gah! pressure's on. <laughs> Pressure's on. I mean, it, you know, like look at Ryan Strome. Like you know, he missed so one. Those, he missed one the fact last that, game. Lafreniere missed one last game, and I was shocked. Like that's how good he is at it. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Rangers fans don't always realize after having Ryan Strome putting the yeah, pocket out of anyone, we should know. Yeah, we had someone notoriously known for this. Yeah, it, it is a real skill, and there's just certain people that have that touch to finish it off. Um, and other people don't. So uh, I'm very surprised. I I kind of think that that it's very possible that uh, his trajectory was kind of really especially screwed up by having an extra year with Quinn as well. Um, I think trying to change his game got in his head and messed him up. Um, and so I you know I think there's still potential that he could become a you know a, a higher producing player than he is currently, but. I kind of see him probably just being like, you know, maybe a 50 point guy, you know, that plays well defensively. He just seems too passive. He seems like too, like he'll dominate around the boards, but he won't ever like cut to the front and try to shoot. He won't have that killer instinct, which I think a lot of people have said has been, have been lacking the yeah. past couple of years. It's just like, if he has that one extra move, the amount of points double, it's not even a question. Like you have the puck for, 20, 10 seconds, you cut to the middle, and you don't have to necessarily shoot it. Just throw it on, like, even if you don't think there's a clear shot, just throw it on the leg pad, right? Bank off of it. It's the exact opposite of what Cooley is doing. It's the exact opposite of what Lafreniere is doing, actually. Well, Cooley also. But I mean, like, Cooley out of the gate, that's what what he's doing that's impressed me so much, is that he's like, he does go to the net, he does take the chances, and he he shows that confidence. It's like, I wish I could. He was pissed tonight. Cool was pissed tonight, and you saw it, and you thought I thought he was gonna get a goal at that point. Yeah. Well, he he did he did, but all right. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Will uh, you want to plug anything in before we go? Blue seats blog. Yeah, I, I pronounced that correctly this time. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. Your Twitter handle, anything like yeah. that. 
Um, I'll, uh, I'll have something on blue seats blog soon for, uh, probably mostly centered around, around Gabe Perot. Um, so I'll, I'll have some time in the, the next couple of weeks to kind of do a little deeper dive on, on his play at BC. And then also hopefully I'll get, I'll get some time to watch, uh, a little bit more of Hartford and see how guys like Berard and, and Othman and, um, Sikora, um, are doing. So I'll, I'll have a long piece on there soon. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, or X, my handle is uh, WRight88. So, yeah. Nice. Well, uh, come on. Appreciate it. That's right. Thanks for having me.